Hello and welcome to Darling, You're Different, a collaborative podcast that strives to unpack and question the obstacles that may be stopping you from achieving your full potential. My name is Charlotte and I am here to ultimately help you live a healthier, happier and more successful life. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Darling, You're Different. Although today isn't just a regular interview, as you may have thought. So today is actually the very first episode of my new Spicy Edition segment. So basically the premise behind this segment is to normalize the fuck out of being able to work on yourself, to grow, to evolve, to expand your potential whilst living your life as well. I want you to know that it's okay to still have fun, to have a laugh, to experience life, but also build a freaking empire on the side. Like we can do both. You can have both, right? So I felt it was very fitting to have this particular guest with us today. I actually met this man like two weeks ago, three weeks ago now, and I have known him for about three days. And in that time, I knew that he was just a man that eluded confidence in so many areas of his life and absolutely embodied all of this that I wanted to talk to you guys today about. So saying this, today's guest is an ex-service infantry officer, whilst on his journey with psychedelics, has ultimately found the light to shine through the cracks of the systems which we live each day. Through this, he has also questioned and reframed his own internal mind and beliefs, now self-employed and absolutely thriving whilst building multiple businesses. This guest is consciously harnessing his own power and creating a desired reality in which he is the own he is his own creator. So please give a very very special welcome to the man himself, Jordan Hales. Hello. Charlotte, how are you? I'm fantastic today. How are you, Jordan? Yeah, very good, thank you. That was, that was splendid. I only want to say one thing. I wasn't an officer. There was no way I was going to go down that path, and that would tie us into the create your own reality thing. There's just too much, too much shit that they would have to do. So I mean, true, true. That's yeah, all right. We can splendid. on that. We'll just scratch that. It's fine. Um, we will talk a bit more about that though, because I'm super excited. But before we do, so you've been listening for a while you know I normally do like the same rapid round kind of questions but today's gonna be something different because it's a spicy segment I thought we would do a little would you rather moment are you ready absolutely all right right. it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun all right beach or mountains mountains sweet or savory savory (laughs) vanilla or bdsm bdsm iced beverage or hot beverage it depends on the time of year, but I've got a hot beverage next to me in the summer, so let's go hot beverage. Done. Night in or night out? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, night in. Okay. This is controversial, this next one. Palmy or Palmer? Oh, Palmy. There's nothing controversial about that. Palmy, for sure. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut for this one. And to wrap us off, this is my favourite one, pleasure or pain? Oh, man. Is there a third option there? Because to experience great pleasure, one would have to go through an immense amount of pain. So, look, I can't answer that from from either standpoint, but I'm going to say both because they both feed into one another for sure. Why not? You can have both. (laughs) Great question, yeah. 
All right. I'm going to kick us off. I love to jump deep into conversation. As you probably know about me right now, I'm not a shallow kind of chat kind of girl. We jump straight to the deep end, right? So one thing I want to establish with a lot of my guests as they come on is basically the premise of their childhood and like traits that they've kind of developed from that young age that they may have carried forward to now, but also the way it's influenced you into being the person you are today. Great. That's a great question. Yeah, because I mean, like, um, I'm pretty sure that you uh, spoke about this on another podcast and I completely agree. It's those zero to seven candles. Uh, I like your formative subconscious belief. So probably what I've carried on is um, I was always, if I look back now and see photos, I was always smiling. Like I was just always smiling in the photos and I've got a big smile. People always say that, you know, man, you just like smile all the time. And so that's definitely carried forth. I mean, that's just, that's not going nowhere. That's going to stay because, you know, (laughs) the benefit of a smile to someone is just far insurmountable than any amount of money can give. You know, that could be like the ticket for that person just to be like, fuck man, life's actually okay. So um, I've definitely carried that forth. Uh, A lot of stuff from childhood, you know, sometimes it's hard to, to think back to, to then, you know, as you, as you start to like go through your, your progression and, and do the inner work. It's like you discarded so much that all you're familiar with is what's left of you now. So mm. I'm going to probably have to leave it at that because that's really the biggest thing at the moment that my conscious mind can go to is uh, just my big smile when I was a kid and, and it's kept. I really like that. That's a great answer. Thank you. Why do you think you smile? Because I feel like I resonate with that a lot like people have always been like you're just always smiling like can you just stop and I'm like I fucking love smiling it's just it's that kind of ripple effect hey because you smile and someone else smiles and then it's just like oh I've made someone's day but why do you do it (laughs) yeah I mean look that's that's just the thing I've I've always had such a a curiosity of things and I mean Mm -hmm. since doing psychedelics and stuff it's obviously opened my mind up a lot more to to things but like photos and stuff I'd always visualize you know using sticks as toy guns and stuff like that so always have like a very visual mind and um and you know doing things that make you happy it just makes you smile and you know it's it's like a natural cause and effect it's like you do something that you really love doing you're gonna smile so i really think that it just stems from that just being have and maybe it's because i'm a sagittarius love freedom so i mean the freedom of roaming around and just just you know having fun uh, it brings a smile to the face which is cool Awesome. You actually kind of tied in perfectly to what I want to chat to you next about is I don't actually know what the hell an infantry soldier is. Can you like enlighten me? Like, what is it? What's involved? How did you get into it? Why did you get into it? Take it away. Great question. There's a a few questions in that. I'll start. I'll put it in the Sparknotes version. Pretty much if I was to really look above the chessboard and go, okay, you know, we're all uh, manifestors of our own reality. I completely believe that and I know this to be true. If I was to connect the dots looking backwards, I was always obsessed with that. Like I said, playing with toy guns as a kid, using sticks as guns, playing video games. And then fast forward to you know 2018, that sort of manifested itself into a reality. Um, there was always a, a little bit of a desire to see what it was like, but pretty much um, to come back to one of the other questions, an infantry soldier is basically just uh, a pawn piece. Uh, it's a pawn piece on the chessboard of, of life where you're the one that, you know, you don't really have too many capabilities, but um, 
you know, the people that are governing the game can actually, you know, move you to wherever you want to go. Um, so pretty much they're the guys on the front line if anything was to kick off. And by God's grace, there was nothing going on in the world that I needed to go to. So it was pretty much just a whole bunch of training, a whole bunch of resilience, um, mentality, that sort of thing in the training aspect. And um, going down to help with the bushfires, that's about as far as I went, yeah. uh, which was a great experience. You know, it's, it's good to be able to, you know, help your, your country in times of need like that. But, yeah, it sort of beaconed the question, like, if I can help in this way, could I help on a greater scale or could I help in different areas that are actually fun and I can put a smile on my face and not have to just robot myself around. So, yeah, yeah I hope that answers all the questions. Yeah, 100%. I'm so curious, though, because you mentioned, like, was there a mental part of the training as well? Like, obviously, a lot of it's physical and you've got to learn drills and things like that, I imagine. But was there a mental component too? Yeah. Look, absolutely. That's where I found my – I know you did a podcast with Darren, but that's where I uh, found my masculinity was because uh, before I went to the Army, I was quite um, metrosexual – I like to groom myself really nicely and, you know, I just didn't really have a sense of that masculine drive. So I was in tune with like myself a little bit, but that was almost like my initiation was going, you know what? I'm lost as fuck. I don't know what I want to do. And I just got to go to the army just yeah. to, just to sort of like use it as a platform to be like, right, who the fuck am I? When nobody else that, I'm with knows me from a virus up. So yeah, it was a great experience with, you know, I did three years. Uh, wow. So it's quite a, quite a small stint in, you know, the grand scheme of things, but long enough when you create your own reality, right? Cause you want to yeah. experience a lot of things. Not just one. Did you get your answer though? I'm curious. Um, yeah, I would say so. I mean, there's yeah. always, there's, there's always more, it's like onions, right? You just constantly peel back the layers. When you think you know something, you pull the layer back and then you go, well, fuck, there's another angle that I can look at it from. So, you know, I'm a seeker. I'm a seeker yeah. for the answers um, in, in, a, in, you know, not just one-dimensional things, but in the bigger grand scheme of things, in the smaller scheme of things. But, yeah, I'm a seeker. So I'm constantly, constantly learning, constantly seeking more. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much. And one thing I wanted to, I guess, lead off that topic is I feel like this is where the fun bit comes in, right? So obviously part of the training, it's quite like disciplined. It is so like robotic and things like that. But I guess when it comes to there being that masculine side of it also, there's this kind of very like, I don't want to call it pain, but I guess in a way it is pain because it's not your normal. It's like outside of being comfortable. It's outside of your routine. So it's like different to what you've like your day-to-day life would be on the outside right so this kind of like takes off on our little like would you rather round I love that you kind of mentioned this earlier but I want to talk about finding the pleasure in pain and whatever avenue that looks like to you yeah yeah absolutely well I mean again I'll say like it's a great question because um when you can really dissect these things you can start to learn more so um you know like there's a physical aspect of pain, but then what I've realized was there is also just as much of a mental pain, but the two sort of cor- seem to correspond. So if I'm, you know, like for instance, I'll give you an example. 
the very last thing that we had to do before becoming a qualified infantry soldier was uh, 10 days out bush where we were just digging pits in the ground for 10 days straight. And for the first 84 hours, we had to um, no sleep. So sleep deprivation. So, you know, they kind of take you through these, these grueling uh, activities as such to, you know, stretch your mind. And um, my fuck, yeah, it definitely, it definitely, uh, it, it does that for sure. Because in that pain, you find the resilience that, you know, this too shall pass. This yeah. isn't going to go on forever. And I think that that lesson in of itself can be transferred into all aspects of life whether it be, you know, financial, whether it be, you know, emotional. Emotional obviously is, is seems to be a big key at the moment for a lot of people. Um, but, yeah, very transferable experiences, which is a big one. It's like what yeah. can I learn from this to then take me forward in life but also to impart that knowledge possibly to someone else that might need to hear it. Yeah. I'm curious though, like from a male perspective, little backstory like a lot of my listeners know a fair bit about my story but I don't know know if you actually know a lot about my story but basically I'm just going to use myself as an example I was sexually abused growing up like it's out there it's open I'm very open about it now but I guess where I'm going down is like because of that I've realized now as an adult that has correlated to my sex life please don't listen to this mom and dad um but in the sense that I find pleasure in certain things that I was had pain in as a child right so but that's where I found my worth because somehow that fucking embedded in my subconscious mind that that's what I find pleasurable so in your own mind and I know you kind of mentioned this before we jumped on podcast is like what have you discovered in that sense when it comes to sexuality intimacy and that side of things yeah well I mean look let's like I can sort of give you two examples here because I mean um, we spoke about this as well, but like environment. So I'm around a lot of high testosterone and yeah. I would say not to, not to put us in a category in a sense, but a lot of ego driven um, mindsets. And I mean, if, again, if you're a product of who you surround yourself with and you're in this vortex of that, you know, it's almost, it's almost impossible not to pull into that. And, you know, that's not looking at it from a victim standpoint. That's just looking at it from the reality of, I mean, geez, you just, if you're in that and then all those conversations about women are X, Y, Z and your perception of a woman in this environment is X, Y, Z, not necessarily the most positive uh, look like, Oh, don't get me wrong. I've had my fair share of experiences where I've sort of regretted back then, but I realized that it's actually shaped me to who I am now. So back then was very unconscious about things. It just felt like it was just the penis and the vagina. Yeah. The penis goes into the vagina and then that's that. Yeah. But there is far more than what meets the eye when it comes to this um, pleasurable experience, you know. And um, for myself, I mean, like I said, obviously discovering psychedelics was was a key component to actually expanding my mind to I don't actually have to be this one way that people want me to be or I think people want me to be. I can actually explore my own self but in this particular aspect i can explore my own sexuality sensuality whatever that key word is and um holy shit man you find some you find some pretty good stuff there yeah um, i'm keen to touch on that a little bit more but i guess i had one last little little avenue before we before we go there but again i'm like jumping from a full stereotypical male 
point of view here, I guess you could say, but literally going back to, I'm going to assume that past version of you here where it literally is the penis and vagina, right? Like it's just basic stock standard sex. It's just sex full stop. But as a male, because I'm just going to, again, generalizing here as a woman, a lot of us females out there are just like men just want sex. That's all they want. Like there's not much else to it. And obviously because it's like ego driven, it's testosterone driven, it's all those things. And like, yes, obviously you know better than that now. And there are so many men that do, but what I am curious about here is like, how do you draw the line between giving into those temptations of the ego of the testosterone versus knowing your actual worth, knowing your values and knowing what you actually want in a partner, in a person, in like an intimate partner also. Well, I mean, I'll come back to the whole thing. It's in the matrix, um, Temet Noshe, which is know thyself. You know, I think, uh, you know, for a long time there, and, and again, it's like we're all a work in progress, right? We're always undiscovering, relearning and, um, you know, implementing new things. But it really just has to come down to that is like knowing yourself to uh, a personal level and then far out and just communicating this sort of stuff. It's like podcasts like this. It's like I'll probably discover something more about myself by the questions that you're asking me because not everybody asks questions, but it's the ability to ask a question that can help the other person come to their own interpretation and understanding of themselves first and foremost. Yeah. And then, then I feel like that will just translate into, into that aspect of because you're right. But I also want to say this. This has been a big theme lately and uh, the law of vibration is something I've been looking into. So Bob Proctor okay. is great. He talks about this a lot. So um, being vulnerable here. So my, my father committed suicide um, at the in 2021. And towards the end of his life, he was with this uh, lady from the mental hospital that he was at. And he came up to me one day and he was like, why the fuck am I just attracting these fucked up women? And God bless the man, but... You know, he was in, let's say, his words, a fucked up mentality. Things, uh, so they're, they're like vibrating at the same frequency. And that's why they found each other. And they complemented each other's, um, let's say, insecurities, wounds, unhealed traumas. And and, uh, and then you go on the up, opposite end of that. It's like New Year's. How, how did the 16 of us find each other, come together, and then have this incredible time? Yes. And then still a couple of few weeks afterwards, still floating on cloud nine, just exponentially getting better. It's because the law of vibration is stating that the vibration that we are holding within ourselves is going to reflect on the outward world. Yeah, I agree. So, so I really go off on tangents because I love these questions and I'm like, and I, I feel like I can just well, rabble on, but man, that's <laughs> no, a good We question. love tangents. We love tangents. Like I'm very much a tangent kind of get so yeah. you're welcome to, but it's true. And like, mate, I preach about this all day, every day to my clients, literally the law of vibration. Like I use like the Hawkins scale of consciousness and like literally like attracts like, right? So if you are high vibrating on a high level, like you're going to attract it. It's just as simple as that. Mm. It's just as simple as that. Like it's, it's crazy. And one of my, I'm just going to be Fucking, we're being honest today, so let's just be honest. So one of my things I've realized in the past few weeks is I literally similar, well, not very similar vibes to your dad, but 
that kind of avenue in the sense that me myself I'm like why do I keep attracting these emotionally unavailable men I'm like okay fuck, where am I emotionally unavailable why am I attracting these particular type of people and I had a call with this incredible person woman Chloe Bramage today in this business workshop we're doing at the moment and she was literally like well, Charlotte where do you not want to be seen because if they're being emotionally unavailable, you are too. So where are you not wanting to show yourself? And I'm like, well, fuck me, dude. Just slap me in the face while you're at it. But it's so true because everything you're attracting, right, is a reflection of you. And, like, once you kind of wrap your head around that, you're like, well, oh, shit, it's it's just true. And, like, you, like, can't blame it any other way. Like, if you want to look at a grey sky on a rainy day and say it's a shit day, it's going to be a shit day. Or you can look at it and be like, fuck, this is beautiful. Look at the flowers that are going to grow. Look at the grass. How cool is rain? Yeah. Yeah, spot on. It's like it's like the the cliche quote of, you know, you don't see the world as it is, you see the world as you are. So it's yeah. like you're absolutely right. If it's a rainy day, I mean, fuck yeah, you can look at it as it's shit. Or no, it just is. But whatever meaning that you attach to that is ultimately going to manifest itself and provide that. So yeah. Yeah. Fun. Okay. Hey, I'm, I'm keen yeah like let's keep this keep this going this is really good oh my god okay I'm curious about your journey with psychedelics when did you discover it I guess what are psychedelics for people that don't know I'm very new to that space also so enlighten me a little bit and yeah what was your experience what did you get out of it what have you learned about yourself all right well first and foremost psychedelics i would just uh, like you know i can't give like a scientific um written disclosure of what they are but from my understanding and my experiences they're just they each hold different um components in them as to what it, the effect's going to be like so let's say my very first experience was with psilocybin mushrooms and like i just remember finding myself like on this beautiful scenery took two and a half grams, no idea what, how much that was, if that was a good amount, if it was a high amount, if it was a, a, a low amount, what it was, but it was like sweet as. And, um, and then all of a sudden things just started changing in front of me. So it's like, I could see things more clearly. Yeah. My mind was less clouded. So there wasn't the, the, the monkey chatting. It's just, there was this extreme amount of quietness and peace. And then um, from there, it just just went on. I was like, well, if that's one of them, you know, I'm a seeker. I want to know these, what, what, what are these things going to be good for? What, what can I sort of go out there and experience and bring back to, you know, ultimately for me, first and foremost, is family and friends. So what could this possibly do for them? Yeah. And um, look, I won't go into all the experiences because there, there's probably too many to rattle off. But uh, the the one catalyst that, that really revolutionized my life was doing 5-MeO-DMT, which is basically a Sonoran Desert Toad that um, you secrete the sap or the venom off it. And it goes onto a, a panel of glass. It dries up and then it's, it, it's uh, smoked. So you inhale it. Yeah. And... Back to what we said, it's like you can only explain things in words. So it's very hard to articulate in such a way that people could probably understand unless you've done it. Yeah. But it's like just feeling like I woke up in the game. Like I'm here. We are here now. You and I are just both sitting here conversing. We understand each other. It's like this is just a perfectly orchestrated thing. 
And it's like, well, just like any good game, right? You've got to learn how to learn the controls first. Learn, okay, how do I do this? How do I jump? How do I go left? How do we go right? And then in those games, you find little cheat codes on um, on things. And I think that (laughs) things like law of vibration, law of attraction, things that aren't talked about in schools. You know, yeah. so we, we have to go out there and, and, and figure this out for ourselves from people that have done it. Mm. So, yeah, look, psychedelics have just um, absolutely revolutionised that, pulled my brain into dimensions, but started to look things from above the chessboard, not just constantly in the chessboard, if you know what I mean. Yeah, 100%. What did you find out about yourself in that silence? Like once you realised that there was all this extra noise that just like, that's the thing. No one talks about all these voices in your head, right? Because you sound crazy when you're like, there's this voice in your head, but everyone's got it. Like everyone just yeah. does. So what was it like for you when it, it just stopped? Like what did you, I guess, unlock, unlock about yourself, but what did you also like realize about your own power? Well, that's it. You realize your own power. <laughs> it's, um, it's, <laughs> it, it brings me to... um. Now, what sort of popped in was just I had a spiritual mentor who I also did assisted um, psychotherapy with. And so I was in that sphere for two over two years. And he spent five years of his life just literally like reading books, reading all the spiritual books, you know, because he just wanted to find out, okay, what are the cheat codes? What are the fucking answers? What's going to make life just amazing? Yeah. And so the first principle that he would always talk about is all is mind. So everything is just, you know, it's our mind that is projecting into the world what we see, how we feel, how we are. And I realized that through psychedelics of how many of the beliefs and thought patterns were actually given to me. It wasn't actually that I had come up with these myself. They were either passed on from someone else and then I just took it on board and went, yeah, fuck, okay, that's true. And then that was just imprinted there. So I learned that, well, if we can take on board these beliefs, then we can also undo them and replace them with something more conducive that's better for my life and then in turn for those around me as well. Yeah. What has been, have you had a process with, realizing these beliefs or is it kind of just been like a work in progress in the sense that you see a yellow sign and you're like oh yellow's happy that's a good sign <laughs> yeah yeah well it's, it's like a it's a never-ending artwork hey eh? it's like a it's like a canvas <laughs> that's just never finished uh and look i mean i'm all about i mean you know you know morgan morgan nelson i mean yeah. one of the best questions that he ever asked me when i was um doing some coaching with him was identify them top three values and uh, and one of them being impact. So it's like, you know, through these experiences, I'm thinking how's this impacted me and how could I sort of interpret this in a way that people might be able to take something from, you know, because we're all just guiding one another along, you know, we're, we're all just walking along life, just guiding each other home. So it's mm-hmm. like, well, maybe some of us hold more better keys than, than others. So like say, you know someone that might um i don't know self-sabotage but just doesn't realize that that was actually not their fault and it was just it was given to them at some point of life and unfortunately they just haven't been shown any other way so it's like now that you can discover that through these 
psychedelics, but not even just that through, you know, just knowing yourself and all the other myriad of different uh, modalities that are out there is we, we can literally change our brain, which is just, yeah, it still blows me away that that can even happen. Yeah. Like even through breath work, I've had some of the most profound experiences through simple as being taken through like a 20 minute breath work. And I'm like, I think I just saw my entire future. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, that's more, that's accessible too to us all the yeah. time. Yeah. That's so true. And like, I think that's, well, it's not, I don't think I know, like that is literally why I created this podcast in general, because like every single human on this earth is so different. We are told we need to do certain things, right? And we literally are programmed to live this certain life. And the second you don't do that, all of a sudden you feel different and you feel excluded and you don't feel safe and you don't feel loved and you don't feel validated. So it's like, how can we hone in that it's okay to literally live your own life as long as you're not hurting anyone else in the process, do what you want to do, right? Normalize that it's okay to just be yourself and learn that it's your path. And like this literally came up, someone said this to me today about, how they got a new tattoo and their mum hated the tattoo. And I was like, why? Like, it's not their body. Like, I know this might be a very controversial topic, but it's like, it's your body. Do what you want. As long as you're not like, you know, intentionally like harming yourself or harming anyone else around you. Like you're allowed to live and be guided in different directions because I learned this so much, even just through my career with nursing. Like, yes, I'm trying to like weave my way out of it slowly, but there's so much I have learned from it. And that's why I'm grateful for it because it's like when you're in a career and I guess a lot of people can resonate with this in general, but it's like, you go to uni, you do your thing, you learn everything. But the second you're out in the real world, everyone's like, so this is what you learn, but this is how I do it. So take it with a grain of salt and, and you just yeah. adapt your own way of doing it. And then I notice I do the same thing when I teach students. Like, well, again, this is what you should do. This is how we do it to save 50 minutes. And you just adapt <laughs> and you weave because as for humans, we're ever like evolving and growing, right? Because if we stop growing, we die. Yeah. So it's like just yeah. normalizing the shit that it's okay to be different like we're still so afraid to be different because we feel like it's not worthy enough like ah. mm. no no that's 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 so true and and because you know there's i don't want to go too far off the off the cliff here but like you know we're sort of brought into this existence and then there are systems in place you know governed by whoever i'm not going to go too far into conspiracy theories um, but it's yeah, like when you start to have their own at, beliefs, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, but I mean, when you start to see them and you see, oh, there's, there's just a few cracks here. How come I'm, I'm learning about, you know, Shakespeare and, and then you're now judging a fish's ability to climb a tree because old mate next to me is far well and truly more knowledgeable on Shakespeare than I am yet. now that I've got a D or an E, I now go, fuck, well, I'm just like not smart enough. Yeah. And so then it's like, absolutely, you really have to start to understand that, well, I might not be smart in that sense. Um, but the belief is held now that I can still go and do magnificent things in this world, despite what I've been marked and judged by. Mm, yeah, so true. It's so true. And I literally had this chat with one of my housemates the other day. It's like we were talking about because she's in real estate and like how it goes to like you obviously have your strengths, but then someone else gets brought into the picture and it's like, a fear of like, what if they're better than you? It's like, yeah, sure. They might be better at the, than you, but are they as good as you at doing this? Yeah. Or like your strengths might be their weaknesses and vice versa. And it's like, 
once you just kind of lean into your own strengths and use your weaknesses as strengths too, like learn from them. It's like feedback. It's like failure. What's that saying? It's like failure isn't failure. It's feedback. And it's like once you realize that you can just grow and you don't have to be amazing at everything because not everyone's going to be. Exactly. Yeah. So and it's also it begs the question too: Who's the one that that measures these sorts of things? You know, like it's yeah. it, is it measurable at how great I am at something or how shit I am at something? It's like no, you just that's how you do it. Yeah. I say that I'm terrible with technology, but it doesn't mean that I'm terrible with technology. It just means that the IT guru is going to be far more advanced and understand how to operate these systems than I am. Yeah, um, doesn't make me any less or more of a human. Yeah, um, it's so true. Yeah. It's like at so, New Year's as well. We we did this thing. Sorry, last thing was like no, no, go. All the boys now we we have this thing. It's like whenever we have a cup, it's like never above, never below, always beside you. And I really think that that's like such a fundamental thing for us humans, you know, to walk through life with. It's like I'm not trying to be better than anyone. There's no one that's just better than me or worse than me. It's just like we're all just here experiencing this reality whatever the fuck it is and uh you know let's just yeah show us some love and kindness and just be free in the in the in the process oh my god uh, that gave me goosebumps i love that but it's true and like <laughs> like who decides who's better or worse than you like obviously there's like years and traditions and elders and you everything but it's like who like literally who decides like I literally think that was all the time like who decided that the queen was going to be the queen one day and that's patriarchy yeah. like who decided yeah. that that guy gets to be the principal of my school like like yeah. who decides and then why do they become power because it's like I heard this thing it's like some of the greatest CEOs in life they're CEOs because they don't necessarily deem themselves better than someone but when they know that it's time to grow and evolve the company, that's when they choose someone that is different to them. So the company can evolve with time too. So it's not saying they're better. That's just saying, yeah, that's right. They're the CEO for that time, fully well knowing that it's going to grow and evolve and someone mm. else can come to that level too. And it's just like, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Another thing. We could yeah, do this yeah. on that. Can we? Yeah. I know. I'm like waiting for, um, for those juicy, juicy questions. I feel like I'm pulling this over to the, to the other side but no this yeah. is good no i love it i'm just seeing where the conversation takes us really at this point but let's bring it back to i guess the business side of things right because we've spoken a bit about the play and we've spoken a bit about all the fun stuff but you mentioned that you've got multiple business on this on the side congratulations that's amazing but what has been your journey with building these businesses what are these businesses looking like for you and how have you navigated them yeah well look i mean i must admit it's 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 been a it's been a journey. And I mean, I will say this though, the, the good thing is that they're very much in their, in their infant stages. So um, now that I've understood that I've got more structure and stuff, now I can delegate more uh, time between the different things because I wrote this down because you just said it, but I was like, like that's yeah. really good because it's a big theme as well. It's like building an empire. It's like, well, what does that look like? You know, it's going to be different for everyone, but I'm like, well, that's a really good question. And to me, an empire looks like having multiple things to to look after. You know, it's like children. Yeah. Um, like I've got this printed out. It's like things like that. It's like visual aid. So it's like my yeah. mine and my business partner's company name. But I know it's almost like, okay, that's a baby. 
And now we are going to be the ones that support this and we're the conduits for whatever, you know, wants to be delivered to the world. Yeah. One of which being crystal, uh, uh, crystal dildos for women. Oh yeah. And, uh, you know, backstory, I must admit, (laughs) I love, I love telling people the background story because, you know, again, we all hold different beliefs and stuff, but mine is, um, God, universe, source, whatever, will, you know, put things in front of you. Yeah. You know, it's like like little little things. Like you can pick it up or you can choose, no, I don't really want that. So uh, I had a mentor of mine come into my life uh, probably two and a half years ago. Fast forward, we ended up having a chat one day about, you know, selling things and, and you know, making an online business that way, purely just to make money. And then at that point, I was like, oh, he's like, you should start by selling dildos. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, what? I had no idea. And then the more yeah. that I could do the work, the more that I could understand that when he came around again and said, yeah, you should definitely get into selling dildos. I'm like, okay, there's a second one. Mm-hmm. And then it took that third one for me to be like, right, there's, there's something going on here. It's God, in my eyes, is trying to fucking tell me this is a good starting point. Yeah. So, yeah, to bring it all back in a nutshell, um, I thought, okay, well, if this is the opportunity, what's wrong with this current situation with dildos and also vibrators and stuff? What what could be different uh, that could also help people and more than just that relieving way of, um, you know, feeling pleasure? Yeah. Because, um, you know, I've, I've understood that from conversations with women that vibrators and clit stimulators and things of that like can desensitize them to the point where they need that to then be able to get off and you can fix me up if i'm wrong here but that's just what i've been told and understand so yes and no. uh, we thought well crystal dildos yeah yeah see there you go so but again uh, i've got my beliefs and you've got yours yeah well that's right and and i mean what you're absolutely right. Some women might even be able to get off with with nothing, and some might be like, "Fuck, I've used this thing so many times." It's like porn for a male. That's why yes. I had to stop porn, was because I realized the detriment that that was causing. When it came to the real thing, you're like, "Fuck, what the heck?" She's not doing like a, you know, a cartwheel onto yeah. me or something like that. You know, it's like not what it what they portray it to be. You know, so mm. I thought that well, what a great way. It's a healing property, crystals. You know, they really are, if, if you believe in that, then obviously that, that's going to be very beneficial. So a lot of women um, during psychotherapy, I understood, have been, you know, sexually abused, sexually traumatized. And yeah. so from the standpoint of everything is just energy, then how much energy is still being held um, around that area? And yeah. this could possibly be a way of them just, you know, also giving themselves the time to, Un- undo that that energy and let it let it be released 100 percent. well look that's a massive thing in women right and again it's not spoken about enough but like so many women i'm not i'm not a scientist in this area i haven't studied in this area but this is just again my experience what i've learned through the time but it's like so many women have so much trauma in that area and like i read this book and it was like literally talking about the scientific evidence about it's mixed the science and the woo-woo and i love those kind of books but it's like how it's because I truly believe that trauma is stored in the body in certain ways. And I believe this because of my own experience, I suffered from this like hip injuries growing up. And literally I saw so many like 
what are they called? Like sports scientists, things like that. I had plasma injections. I had all the things. I did the physio. Nothing fucking worked. But like a few weeks into doing some trauma healing with my coach and I was like, oh, all of a sudden my pain's gone away. Okay. So Mm -hmm. I truly believe that obviously trauma manifests in the body in particular ways. And there are so many women these days that suffer from PCOS, that suffer from endometriosis, that suffer from all of these other womb uterus related kind of diseases and again believe what you will um this is just what i believe but it's so true and people don't speak about it because it seemed to such a shameful thing like even growing up as a woman you don't talk about your period because that seemed as a shame but it's like there's so much power in having a period like without a period you don't procreate we can't create life right so it's like why are we so ashamed and it's so like i love that you're doing this because it's like normalizing that there is trauma there, but you can't, it, it can't, again, comes back to the pleasure and pain. You can like heal yourself whilst having pleasure. It's a great combination. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I mean, that's even good feedback to hear because that's the whole intention behind it. You know, yeah. it's like at the start, it was like, how are we going to make some money? Just, you know, just being completely out there. It's like, how are we going to make yeah. money? And we'd have these conversations, but then it's like, I started to delve deeper within myself and be like, well, look, these things can actually, um, rather than just making money, these could also be like a healthy relationship. You know, it's like reciprocal. I'm getting something and you're also getting something from this. Um, And, you know, I'm massive on mental health, obviously because of what happened with my old man uh, and also mental health from my standpoint. Um, And honestly, like all these different ideas and stuff that are like flowing in, are all backed by like mental health. They're all going to help some way make your life better mentally. Yeah. If you believe, because again, it's like we can go back to the law of attraction and manifestation. It's like yeah. these things are only going to, you know, produce results if, if we believe them. So, yeah. I'm curious though, like why obviously someone, something gave you this message to do dildos but why did you focus on women then like obviously as a male so many males I guess in the self-development again stereotypes so many males in the self-development area are like I've got to fix my brothers and I love that like I love so much but it's very interesting that you're a man that's kind of gone the opposite way and you're like well how can I help women heal I guess while like making an income from it but also like yeah why was that your primary focus well, look, I think it's it's one of those things really like, you know, everyone's, it's like the animo and the, uh, and the animus. It's like the feminine and masculine subpersonality within every single one of us. So it's like you're a woman on the outside, but you have both of those you know, masculine and feminine traits on the inside. I'm a man on the outside and I have both feminine and masculine properties on the inside. That's yep. just my belief. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's literally, I just, like I said, after the toad, you just realize that you are pure potential. And at the end of the day, whatever I believe in, like I tell people, it's like, yeah, I've got multiple businesses that are going on. That's one of them is selling dildos. Some people look at you and go with, or that's at least what I sort of gather from their their facial expressions anyway, uh, assumptions. But it's like, yeah, fuck it. Why not? Why not? What's the worst that can happen? It's not Literally. hurting anyone. You said that. Yeah. It's like, as long as you're being a good human being, why not? So that's 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 my mentality. It's like, as long as my values are tied to what I'm doing, as long as my virtues are also tied to what I'm doing, 
Yeah. Then God, universe, source, whatever you want me to deliver to the world, please, let's do this. Yeah. Because I think that we can sometimes like shine away from those little, we know, we're like, okay. It's like, I know that this is just a stepping stone. You know, right now, myself, my business partner will be pumping our money into, into Honey Vibes. But then it will get to a point where Honey Vibes can then go pump money into our new adventures. Yeah, I love that. And you know what? Like stemming off that, like no matter what you do, someone's going to have a fucking opinion. Yeah. Someone always has an opinion. Do you know how many people since I've gotten into mindset coaching are like, isn't that just a scam? Like you don't even have a qualification. I'm like, yeah, I haven't. I've invested this much money, which is probably just as much as my fucking three-degree qualification. And my life has exponentially grown in the past 12 months. So I feel like I'm my own testimonial. So is that, you know, like no matter what you do, someone's not going to like it. But how much of your life are you going to live dictated based on what other people think of you? 100%. Yeah. Oh, mm. that's great for thought. Which, yeah. which again could take me down to a whole nother rabbit hole. So I'm not going <laughs> to say too much on that. So. <laughs> You're welcome to. It's a safe space. It's a safe space. I feel like we're... <laughs> No, no, no. It's just, it's just so true, isn't it? Because I mean, like at the end of the day, you can, you know, there's people throwing sticks at like Tony Robbins, who's just, you know, changing and impacting people's lives on an exponential level to the point where it's like even just little conversations that you have in the streets, like with strangers and whatnot, it's like just your positive words can, can leave Mark. It's like, imagine how many, how many um, arrows were thrown and then you realize holy shit like you still hear that thing so it's like even though it happened back there how come you can still remember it like it was just happening right now yeah it's like well that's why i'm going to build the mental capacity to be able to take criticism because i'll be i'll be honest like i'm still i'm still worried about that i'm still getting to the point where i'm like trying to how can i become more comfortable with criticism because it's nothing i've really experienced before so it's like I'm also going to start a YouTube just as like um, documentation of my life so that my kids can can watch it. Yeah, I can watch it and then measure my growth that it. way, you know. But yeah. it's like how much how much criticism are, are we opening ourselves up to when we just put ourselves out there? Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tough one. And I'll, I'll just be completely open and honest. I haven't quite cracked the code. So, yeah, it's just. It's an interesting thing. Yeah. Can I put my two cents in there? Please do, yeah. So one thing I've learned a lot, I want to say in the past, like I've learned it a lot over the years, but literally, again, it's always ironic, the conversation topics that come up because I'm like, wow, this I've literally spoken about all week. But it goes back to projections, right? So everyone's going to have an opinion. Everyone's going to have their two cents in something. But it comes back to it's like, when you do something different, there's always going to be someone that doesn't like it. Literally what we spoke about before. And it's like, generally people don't like it because it's something they see in themselves. So once you kind of realize that it's not really about you and like it, this hit me in the face today, because one of the questions in this workshop was like, who is like an influencer that you look like you look at or someone in your industry that you look at and you hate, they just really tick you off. And what is it about them that you don't like? Because generally that's something you don't like about yourself. Huh. very right? nice yeah. so it's like once you realize that yeah other people are going to 
freaking mean, but also people are cowards because they hide behind the internet and do it, right? But it's like, how sad is their, this might be a bit, a bit sucked up, but like how sad is their life that that's all they have to do is to bag someone out on the internet? Like the fact that you have achieved that level of success to attract that people look at you and go, what a fucking waste of time. What a waste of money. It's like, well, hang on. I'm the one that's created this amazing business. I'm living this amazing life. And what are you doing? You're sitting on the internet looking for people to hate on. Yeah. 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 Spot on. It's like a whole perspective. And like, I'm not going to say it's not going to get to you because like, look, we're human. I'm guilty of it too. But it's like, once you kind of realize that it is just a projection of them and it's got nothing to do with you again, as long as you're not hurting anyone. Yeah. Why don't you just like create the most fucking successful dildo company and two other businesses on the side that you can make and not really give a shit what other people say about you. Like, yes, there's a time for feedback, but that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be criticism. Yes. Yes. That's, that's it. That's key. Cause I mean, I'm uh, very, very conscious nowadays and understanding, you know, like we said, environment and stuff. So it's like yeah, being cautious of your space and, and who who comes in and who's welcome in that space. And so it's very beautiful to see the, the the reflections as well, you know, when you start to really look around and go, man, New Year's Eve was a great example of that. I'm looking at different aspects of, you know, myself in a way going, wow, man, like this is really, really good. Yeah. Um and it's just, yeah, you're absolutely right. People, people only, you know, what do you, what do you reckon, but because I've, I've looked at people like Conor McGregor, um, mm-hmm. you know, all these people that I go, wow, that's a great example of just pure confidence, utmost confidence. Yeah. But then someone else will say, oh, it's just very, very ego driven. So it's just very interesting to even see that side of things and go, well, then if that's what you're seeing, how come I'm not seeing the same thing? Because everyone has a different lens, right? Like everyone's had a different upbringing. Everyone's had different programming. So like, it's like, oh my God, do you remember those pictures going around? I can't remember when it was. It was like in high school and it was like, was the dress blue or was it? I don't know if you remember that. Maybe it was a more female thing. But it happens all the time. It's like, or that sound. It's like, is it laurel or is it? I can't remember the other word. Now. Oh, yeah, but it's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, those what, like what things, right? Like, everyone's different because everyone's received different things growing up and like what you've been raised in and being like wow that person is amazing look at them smashing their goals looking at them being at a boss ass man in this industry and he's slaying it someone else may like oh he's just a cocky fuck that's worked his way to the top and he's fucking probably slept with millions of people to get there yeah <laughs> so it just depends how you want to look at it right like yeah. at the end of the day not everyone's going to know everyone's story and it's not really like like, who are we to judge it as well? This is a big thing. I'm like, I've heard so, like, my, a lot of my stories, like, I have moved away from a lot of bitching and complaining. And I used to be that person because that's what I thought you needed to, to fit in, right, was to complain about the other person next to you and your best friend because that's what you did. But it's like, once yeah. you take a step back, it's like, humans are so cruel to other humans, but we're all literally just here trying to do the same thing as freaking live and be happy, right? Yeah. So I it's like, what you. if you just lived and be happy and not, like... Again, within reason, take it the true sense if you want to, but like just live your life and just not really give a shit what other people think about you because other people, again, everyone's going to have an opinion and it gets back to you and it's like 
but literally going back to vibration and your environment, right? So who are you choosing to spend your energy around? And are those people going to lift you up or are those people going to lift you down? Because I know full well when I was still in Melbourne telling people I wanted to start my own business, I had a few people tell me, don't do that because that's a lot of work. That's too hard. It's a waste of money. Like you don't know what you're doing. You don't have the degrees. Like again, that's a projection because they haven't done it. So then it comes back to stop taking advice from people you wouldn't trade lives, trade lives with. Yeah, spot on. Mm. Spot on, yeah. It's like you're 20, 40, 60, eh? It's like when you're 20 yeah. years old, you care about what people think. When you're 40 years old, you don't care what people think. When you're 60, you realise no, actually, you have fuck in the first place. It's so true. It's so true. Wow. Okay, let's send me get back on track here. I love these tangents. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. We were kind of going to start winding up soonish anyway, but there's a few other little luggies in here. But I guess we've we've kind of answered this question, but I am curious and I'm just going to ask it. But what is something that you don't think is spoken about enough in our day and age? Um, I just think in general speaking is just there's just not enough of it. Yeah. And I mean, like beyond the surface level. So it's like I've, I've got a thing on the back of my car. It's a sticker from a brand, mental health Um fundraising brand not-for-profit it's it ain't weak to speak and you know i thought for ages it was just me trying to deliver you know other people's an inspirational message of the day like it ain't weak to speak but at the end of the day that was just a fucking sign for me at that point and i finally realized that okay that's something that i need to do more of and which is why i'm so open and vulnerable and just love to just be an open book is because it's the only way that, that, you know, we can find out things about ourselves, but also, you know, be that. Just getting people to understand from your perspective. Yeah. And I think that that's missed. So, you know, tying that back into your question, it's like, well, just that in general. You're like, yo, you just said something that I don't agree with, but can I just offer my suggestion there? Yeah. It's like just having the courage to do that should be should be encouraged more, you know. Yeah. Not coming from a place. Well, I, I mean, I guess again, you've got to know where you're at, right? Um, yeah. But ultimately, it's just just clear communication from how you feel should be should be one thing. Uh, do you feel like you're getting better at that? Absolutely. There's there's definitely blind spots. I mean, it's like it's like anything. You throw yourself into different situations, and and then you go, oh, hang on a second. It's like for me, one one thing that I realized was um, because we weren't dating, but we were very close. It was like she was the woman that really just opened me up to a deeper level um, when it comes to intimacy, especially. But from that experience of when we split up, because it was just you know she would leave and she'd be like this is this is it and then she'd come back this is it come back this is it yeah it got to a point where I only just discovered a few nights ago by going deep within myself and having someone ask me a question was I'd blocked myself off to all possibilities of of love because I got to get my mission and I got to get my my empire built uh, and then I'll be in a space where where I can invite her in and then my mate's like and then what become the the provider become the savior again. And I'm like, holy fuck, man. <laughs> You're right. I was trying to all along, I was trying to save my mom. And then so that's then our transition into my into my intimate relationships. Was I was always trying to save these women, but what was I saving them from? 
They didn't need saving. They were perfectly fine as they were. It's just I didn't learn unconditional love. And so starting to understand Mm -hmm. unconditional love more, you go, fuck, everyone's just, we're all working in progress. And it's like, I just need to love you as you are because that's where you're at. Yeah. Yeah, That's powerful. fuck man i just your questions are so good but i just seem to go off on it no i love it i love it and thank you so much for sharing that because it's deep it's deep and it's true and like women are guilty of it too we love a project do you know how many girls out there are like i'm gonna fix him i didn't know this actually i didn't even know it was a thing oh my god no it's i like i was a bit shocked hearing it from you as a male perspective because there are so many women I am guilty of this too. Where, yeah, speaking for experience, I've had past relationships where they've had like severe mummy issues. We'll just go from that. And I'm I'm like, no, I can fix him. I can make him a man. Yeah. No, you can't. You can't do anything to him that he doesn't want to do. And also, why are you trying to control? So, yeah, so interesting. Interesting. Yeah, love that. Yeah. Know, but, you know, it almost ties back into your very, um, you know, the zero to seven right it's like there's programming there but then you start to see later on in life it's like i would always try and save save mum, but i also yeah. try and save dad too because obviously you know the as a son you want to be you want to be the hero you know i'm gonna i'm gonna make my dad proud and there was an opportunity like i'm gonna save him now but it's like same would probably then go for women it's like obviously your first um first love as your dad right from a male or yeah. for a male not in that intimate way obviously yeah. but I'm mean, form of your intimacy. first love yeah. yeah yeah exactly into me I see it's like you break it down into that it's like you are letting me in yeah um yeah I learned that one from Xavier by the way so I'll, I'll give that credit to him <laughs> he's a good one but um yeah so it's like Shit, man, you, you you see where these patterns are formed, where they come from, and then you can you can get rid of them and adjust them. Yeah, which is a very and powerful thing, right? I find that's some of the most it's the most beautiful but heart wrenching things about going through relationships and situationships and all things, right? Because it's a big mirror of us, and that's where, again, speaking from experience, that's where I learned so much of what I needed to work on in me was through the falling out of relationships, right? Like you almost hit this point where you're like, why didn't this work? What don't I like about myself? And again, so many girls are out there and I don't, I can't speak for the guys, but so many girls out there, like get out of a relationship. They're like, I need to just work on me. I need to be an independent woman because I don't know who I am without this person. It's like, we almost buy this identity to this person because we're trying to prove a point. Right. And then it just kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier about just fully knowing who you are and being confident in who you are without Mm -hmm. that, like, project because as children growing up right all we want is love from our parents all we want is to make them proud always we want to do is this and and all the other things but like when you look at it from a parent's point of view I guess it's the same they just want the best for us yeah it's always kind of this conflict I've never thought of it like this but it's so true because wow wow (laughs) (laughs) well I mean it's just that's why it's great you know the ability to ask someone questions because it takes away that possible, um, you know, projection onto them of your own things, um, depending on which place it's coming from, whether it's a, a conscious awareness or if it's more of an unconscious awareness. But just the ability to ask someone a question and then, you know, you can ask the right question 
which, you know, sometimes you might try and go through the front door, but it's locked with barricades on, but you sort of sweep around the side and realise there's a crack in the window there. I might, I might see if I can, you know, get in that way. And then you just ask the right question. And then all of a sudden, you know, they come to their own truth and then they're like, holy shit. Like that aha moment, you know, that we're all like have those, ah. Oh. Yeah. So I'm not programming you now. I'm literally giving you the ability to discover that, you know, because we are our own masters, healers, gurus, everything like that, the powers within us. So, yeah, just to have that someone to to ask the right questions and and help you. You literally just had this like memory flash into my mind. So basically, I don't know if I've spoken about this in my podcast before, but like as a nurse, we get a little debrief before we get all the patients, right? We get obviously their history, why they're in all the things. And then every now and then you'll get like a little like they're an aggression risk. They're an abscondress. They might run away. Like you get told like, the, I guess the safety things, right? And on the side, you always get those people that are like, he's a bit of a dick. So just be careful, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I love those patients because I'm like, why is he being a dick? And my favorite thing is I, you know, I had a day like that where I'd walked, worked on this ward. I hadn't worked before. And there were goes, he's so rude. Just be careful. And I was like, yeah, okay, that's fine. I'll do with it. And I walk in and as I'm like saying, hi, I'm Charlotte. I'm, you know, so he goes, where's my bottle? And I was like, sorry, what was that? Because where's my bottle? I was like, oh, it's actually right here. I'm Charlotte. Let's start this again. My name's Charlotte. I'm your nurse today. How are you feeling? And he was so taken back because everyone had been been like, I was fucking here. Bye. But I was just like, well, how are you? Because obviously you're not okay. Like something's happened to make you that right abrupt, to make you that grumpy, to like not have that trust in another human. But that's where you feel like you need to keep connect right so it's like literally just asking how people are can be such a simple way of like communicating and I feel like it's not done enough so like thank you for I guess opening up that little can of worms there no no of course and and like even just to add on that one as well I mean I haven't um done it before but it sort of reminded me of, of what someone said was like you know that's the very societal norm of like yeah, mate, how you going? Or how are you today? And then, you know, it's pretty, it's an avoidable question. It's yeah. easily avoidable. It's like, um, I'm good. How are you? Yeah. But then someone said to me, they're like, what about you ask someone, how is your heart doing today? Mm. So it's not about them necessarily. It's about how they're actually feeling deep down, but it comes at it from a different angle again. It's like, no one thinks that you're going to ask them, how's your heart doing today? Because oh, I mean, I've never heard it. <laughs> it's oh, always, how are you? There you um, go. Yeah. So it's, it's just coming at it from different angles, which is, which is, all, again, we talk about this in psychotherapy is, you know, you give people different angles to look at rather than them just seeing it through one lens, you provide different angles and then it's almost options. Oh, that one feels much better than that one did. Oh yeah, that that could actually be way better than that one there. So it's options. Yeah, that's just kind of life, though, isn't it? Like when you first turn, well, eighteen or fifteen or fourteen, whenever you start drinking, you're like, oh, this bruiser tastes absolutely delicious. But oh no, I don't like the CCs. <laughs> it's just like yeah, yeah. It's just trial and error. Hey, I am curious though. Like, I feel like we <laughs> literally chat about every avenue, well, so many avenues today. But I'm yeah. curious, what is like something that's 
obviously you spoke about like all the psychedelic side of things and everything like that, but as your journey so far to who you are as a human right now today, what is something that you've learned most about yourself that kind of surprised you about yourself? Um, definitely mental resilience. Yeah. Mental resilience in painful situations. Because back to that thing at the start, the yeah. the pain that um, I've experienced, because we all experience pain, and I won't go into specifics but in details, but, you know, I definitely consider myself to have gone through an immense amount of uh, mental and emotional pain um, in my life. And, and to know now and gather better tools is like, man, when those dark days come and, and they do sometimes unexpectedly, it's like, what an opportunity this is. Yeah. Because every time I've come out of a painful situation, life has just been so much better. Like, it's almost like I had to go through that painful experience to, again, experience greater pleasure. And then I go deeper into a more painful experience. But then when I actually come out the other side, holy fuck, man, there's like more and more, not even just pleasure, but peace. And I think yeah. that's what a lot of us as human beings look for is this, you know, peace of mind, financial peace, peace of love. You know, it's all very, you know, you could say hippie, hippie stuff, but it's like, no, the hippies knew, man. Yeah. They got it. They, they got it. It's like they're all just loving each other, you know, just as, as they are. So it's like, let's fucking bring that in. What's so, what's yeah. so, let's normalize that shit. Yeah, so it's true. passionate about that one. But. <laughs> no, I love it though. And it's so true. Like I read this book not too long ago. It's about, the finding life's purpose called Ikigai. I don't know if you've heard of the saying. I know Morgan yeah. talks about it a lot. Yeah. And it literally talks about that, like looking at the cultures of society now, day and age, about why people are living so long, about finding their purpose, the happiest people in the earth and all these things. And so many of them are just like, I'm just living a simple life. I move every day. I eat the right amount of foods. Like I don't overindulge. I just be, I just live. Like there's no secret. It's literally just not going to excess, which we are so guilty of it. I know, especially in the Western culture, we love to go to excess, right? Like we're just like, how far oh, yeah. can we take it? But it's like, what if you just did keep it simple and were nice to everyone and just, yeah, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going on yeah, lots, of, lots of tangents today. We're going with it. <laughs> oh, man. I do. And I appreciate it too. It's, it's really good what you're doing because, um, you know, it's, it's one thing I'd run. You know, some people are too afraid, like what you're saying. Why can't we just, you know, just be and be bravely authentic? And, and, you know, a lot of these things that people are, messages people are imprinting out there. Um, and Michelle from, from New Year's, um, my yeah. mate's girlfriend, you know, unbridled soul, like being just so courageous enough to just be fully unbridled like that's her that's her thing so that. it's like how good would it be if we could all just um not all of us so i won't i won't just generalize that whole thing but anyone that wants yeah. to become so free in yourself and um yeah fuck it why not yeah literally why not now jordan we'll start to wrap this up a wee bit i just for my listeners point of view where can they find you if they want to maybe reach out have a chat to you give you a cheeky stalk all the things yeah, um, Instagram. I just got that one back, so that's Jordan Hales twenty two. Cool. And yeah, we'll keep it at that. Yep, that's fine. That's so fine. And watch his face. You know, when the dildos come out, maybe I'll do a little promo for you. Um, 
And now I love to end on this question. It's really funny because when I was thinking about this segment, I was like, do I keep the question? I was like, fuck yes, I keep the question because it's a great question. But Jordan, I am curious, what is one piece of advice that has changed your life? Oh, man, such a good question. So much, so much. Oh, God, what's it? It's changed my life. You have everything that you need. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Darling, You're Different. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave me a five-star rating and a written review. Also reach out to me on Instagram at charlotte underscore McKinnon and I would love to hear what you thought about this episode. But also, if there are any guests that you think that I should have on this show or any topics that you would like me to discuss, let me know. I want you to go out today and do something to make someone else smile. I am so grateful to each and every one of you. But most importantly, I want you to remember that, darling, you are different. And that is such a good thing.